Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Ashley. And my name is Kaylin. We are both licensed speech-language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you are in the right place. Today, we are doing a this or that episode comparing the books How to Catch an Elf by Adam Wallace and Mooseltoe by Margie Palantini. In this episode, we are going to share our process for selecting books. There are tons of Christmas-themed books out there, and they're so much fun, and there are tons of popular series that add on a Christmas-themed book. But how do you discern which book is the right one for your speech session? So that's what this episode is hopefully going to do for you is to help you guys discern which books are better for y'all in your therapy sessions. We encourage you to pick books that are complete episodes, especially if your kids are working on the story plot. We encourage you to use engaging books that also target a variety of key concepts like vocabulary, grammar, and high-frequency sounds. Go grab a copy of these two books or pull them up on a YouTube read aloud real quick just so you can use them as a reference as we talk through them. Okay, so quickly, a little summary about both books. So How to Catch an Elf by Adam Wallace is part of the, I would say, recently popular books, How to Catch series. So there are actually three Christmas themed how to catch. And they all said they all do kind of go with a holiday theme. So there's like how to catch a leprechaun, how to catch a witch for Halloween. And so for Christmas, there's how to catch an elf. There's how to catch a reindeer and how to catch, isn't it Santa? How to catch. There's a Santa and a gingerbread man and a gingerbread man. Okay. So there's several. And so specifically we picked how to catch an elf. So on Christmas Eve, Elf is on the loose in your house. So do you have what it takes to catch him? Because So it's a funny holiday story with a mischievous elf that causes chaos at, you know, on Christmas Eve. So he and Santa are in your house to deliver gifts. And it kind of helps to know this series, to know what's going, what's going to happen and what's going to go on because they all do follow a very similar theme. And then Mooseltoe by Margie Palatini, we love. If you listen to one of our earlier episodes on our top Christmas books, this was one of the books we went through because we love Mooseltoe. Moose thinks that he has all the Christmas preparations taken care of. He goes through everything that he's done and has a fun kind of whimsical, heavy vocabulary, high level vocabulary, but they all kind of rhyme and there's some alliteration. But at the last minute, he realizes he doesn't have a Christmas tree. So he has to go out and try to find one. At the end, he has, you know, he has to kind of substitute for the Christmas tree and he becomes the Christmas tree. It's really cute. It's really (laughs) funny. So let's chat a little bit about How to Catch an Elf by Adam Wallace. Yes. So How to Catch an Elf by Adam Wallace. And if I'm going to be honest, out of the, we chose this one because out of the, all of the Christmas themed how to catch books. This was the best with the clearest plot. So <laughs> that's th- very generous. Yeah. So to me, a lot of the other ones are way more forced plot and super abstract, hard to follow. The illustrations are fun. And I think that like my kids love the how to catch an elf book. So that's fun, but I I just I'm not so sure it's a great place in your therapy sessions. 
it does happen to be a complete episode where the elf plans to dodge all the traps and leave the children feeling merry. So his goal is to be able to dodge, but also let the kids have a fun time. It is great for early childhood elementary age. There is some great rhyming in this book. It does come from the point of view of the elf. So you have to take that and like bring that to the attention of your students. They're not always going to catch on to that because otherwise it won't make sense. Who's talking? What's going on? And then the problem solving. So how will the elf manage to escape all of the traps that the students lay out? So I will say they, the students will be able to relate, especially if they celebrate Christmas with Santa and reindeers and things like that. Sometimes parents go all out and, you know, they the kids try to stay up to see what's going on. And so they can maybe relate to that. There's good sequencing. These books are great with sequencing because it's the order of the elf's traps that he manages to escape. And then the illustration study. So you'll have to really, again, it's abstract. You'll have to really notice the trap to understand what the text is saying. Um, So you'll have to be able to piece the two. It's not that you could just get all the information from the text or all the information from the illustration. They go hand in hand. There are some action verbs in this as well as the text features are fun. So like there's an ellipses where it allows for you to anticipate what's going to happen next. And then with your speech sounds, you'll get that initial S for Santa, that TR blend for trap. And then you could swing in there the initial K and the final CH for catch if you want to, if you have kids working on that. So yeah, so when Ashley and I were talking about this or that, there are so many fun books out there that we adore. And this one is just really popular. However, it doesn't really seem like it covers a lot of key concepts that you could address in your therapy sessions. It seems like maybe if you have a CH sound that you want to address, the final CH, you could use it for that. But it's just very a hard concept for our kids to follow. And we were talking about this the other day, just the two of us. We were trying to almost figure out what is it about the alliteration and the rhyme of the storyline. And we figured like what we came up with is that some of them feel very forced. It's like they came up with rhyming words and forced a story out of those rhyming words. And this one is... Like we said, it's less forced of all of them, but to me, I'm probably not pulling this book for a therapy session. Now, that's not to say, you know, if you're just reading it straight out with a group of kids or, you know, like coming into a classroom to share a book and do a few things, this is fine, but your kids might laugh. They might think it's funny. So it's like, if that's why you'd pull it off to get your kids to laugh and enjoy it. Yeah. It's very light. It's easy just to kind of read through, but to go through in a therapeutic way, like with a, you know, narrative based intervention, I'm not picking this book. I feel like there's so much going on with the illustration that it's like, you can only focus on the text or you can focus on the illustration because trying to understand what is happening, trying to connect to oh, the kids have set a trap. They're trying to catch the elf all while Santa is, you know, delivering the gifts. It's a harder one for me to recommend. 
But if you must do this series, we're definitely going to recommend How to Catch an Elf over the Santa one, the reindeer one, because those are really very hard to follow. Very forced, very abstract. Yes, agreed. Okay, and the next one. Let's look at Mistletoe because we clearly love this book. We have even a freebie, the language bookmarks. If you on my website, this is included in the language bookmarks, which have been out for years and years and years. It's also a book companion book. We just love it because it's a cute, quirky story that I think can hit a wide variety of kids. So we said this on our earlier episode, you can do this with early childhood because it's just a cute, fast story. You wouldn't focus heavily on the vocabulary because it's so high level, but the kids can still understand what's happening and understand and follow that storyline. But with your elementary, upper elementary kids, you might be doing some of the vocabulary. So Moose, if you're not familiar with this, just quickly, Moose with his long, giant moustache. <laughs> he's the one in the family that takes care of all the Christmas preparations. He's very type A. He gets everything done. He's checking, checking, checking the list. And what he realizes is that he thinks he has everything all done and everything's merry, but he realizes they don't have a Christmas tree. So he has sets out to try to find a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. You can imagine how well that goes. And then he comes home and he decides he and his mustache are going to be the Christmas tree. And it has a really sweet ending. You can do character analysis with this book. You can do vocabulary with this book. You can do problem solving with this book. You can do text features because there's a lot of bold text and things to really call attention to what's important in the story. It has rhyme and alliteration that helps the story flow easily. Repetitive text. So you're going to get the words perfectly perfect and check, check, check throughout the whole story. It is a complete episode. So the plan is to find a tree. And there are some great sounds. So that final S, if you have some S kids, you're going to get the word moose throughout this book. You're going to get the initial CH. So because it says check, check, check after he's telling you everything that's going on. And then you're going to out of the words perfectly perfect. You're getting that medial ER sound. Like Ashley said, like character analysis, you can go into depth with Moose with the fact that he's doing the check, check, check. What does that really infer? He's a perfectionist. Everything's perfectly perfect, but then it's not. And so talking about that, and he's also, once he discovers it's not perfectly perfect, he's so determined to figure something out to make it great experience for his kids, because where's Santa going to put the presents if there's no Christmas tree that comes up in the story? And so he's so determined. So just talking about that component. And then, like Ashley said, too, is the rhyming and the alliteration and the repetitive text of the perfectly perfect check, check, check. It does flow so well. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's not immature. So a lot of times when we talk about alliteration or rhyming, it, it hits that early childhood level. This just really helps the story flow. 
Yes. And so just an example, out went the most braving, blustery, blowing winds and the cold trudging through snowdrifts, courageous and bold. So it's not forced at all. Mm -mm, And it's also heavier in the rhyming component and alliteration, which is great for kids noticing or predicting what it's going to say, just all of that. And if you're looking for a fun Christmas book, this one hits that because it is. The illustrations are funny. If you look at their hair and the mustache, it's so elaborate. And then how they create a Christmas tree out of his mustache. And so that's funny, but it's not like immature funny. It can get a little chuckle. You can get that as well. I think this book has a heavy therapeutic, meaning I would use it in therapy versus How to Catch an Elf. I would read How to Catch an Elf to a group of kids, but I don't know that I'm using it for a narrative intervention. It just hits so many key concepts that you can work on and you can scaffold or you can take out so you can work it on it with a different group because not all of our speech groups work the same. You know, you're not working on the same stuff. And so I feel like if you did do How to Catch an Elf, you would have to pull other books in other groups or you're going to spend your session just having a fun session. I don't know how productive you will be in addressing your goals with that book versus Musultoe. We are biased, but we love Musultoe and we recommend it. It's just a really fun and engaging story. Don't forget you can download the show notes for this. And you can also look at our key teaching points book inventory, where we do show for both books, what key concepts we would use for each book. So we will link to all of that in the show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.